Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by Spurts. Welcome to The Deep Dive. We're in double-digit week 10 here, Andy, uh, which means we are past or at the halfway point of the season, however you want to frame it. Uh, and honestly... I don't think we're much closer to knowing who's going to the Super Bowl, even now nine weeks are in the books, uh, no. particularly in a very crowded AFC, uh, you know, AFC contender field where I guess, I mean, one, two, three, four teams are eliminated out of 16. <laughs> That's kind of wild. We have yeah, 12 nine, teams that are in. realistically live for a playoff spot here. No one that I would say is super, super solid to make the playoffs outside of maybe Tennessee. Um, but I don't know that they're that impressive and they warrant this much certainty that they're going to make the playoff field. So we shall see. Um, interesting uh, market has been a little quiet this week. Um, what do you think is going on there? College basketball started. <laughs> I don't know. Like people, so like there's, 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 oh, there's, there's a lot, there's, there's a distra- lot going oh, on. Oh, oh. The market there's makers a, are using their liquidity to just mush the, the CBB right now instead of. Uh, I mean, I mean, all, all of a okay. sudden there is, you know, you have a lot of sports going on, essentially every, everything, but baseball, you college football, college basketball, midweek uh, college football stuff. I know um, big day college basketball, the NBA is in full swing ass now. So I don't know, maybe that's what, or maybe we're just getting to the point where some of these numbers are, are pretty decent. Sometimes, and sometimes you just have weeks like this where it's like, all right, these numbers aren't that far off. You're not seeing big moves. You know, we saw a couple moves on some totals. We saw some games that were lower limited or off the board because of, you know, some quarterback stuff they still, still are. Yeah. yeah I mean, the, the Seattle game still is right there. So I don't think you can and, get a very solid bet down on Arizona Carolina either. No, no, there's going to be a couple, there's a couple weeks like this every year and I don't know. I'm fine. I, I, I'm excited about a few games this week, I guess. I'm too. It's not, it's no, not like it's a good. bad, it's, it's not a bad week by any means. No. It's just kind of a light market movers week. And no, all the teams, mm. all the players I want to see are playing this week. Uh, who's even on by? Who's on by this week? Who's on by this week? Who's on by? It's some bad teams like the, the Giants, Giants are. Uh, the Eagles are. Hmm. Oh, let, let's not do this. Chicago. Yeah. Giants. There's some. Yeah, I know. Everybody that I want to see is pretty much playing this week. Um. So yeah. So no. It Bears. Be Bears. Be Bengals. Texans. Giants. Combined like eight wins. Yeah. So Bengals maybe and most the only of team most of them are Cincinnati. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, let's crack into this then, unless you want to um, tell me KBO your general thoughts. Oh, yes. KBO. Um, do you have a general take or a general feeling right now that there is a buy low to be had in the AFC before we get into these teams? Not really. I saw some, like, basically saw a bunch of takes where people were, like, going to buy futures on teams because they think OBJ is going there. Uh, like, really? <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Like, Really? I, you I saw people I, make those cases? Okay. Right. I've seen some, like, oh, like, what if, what if he goes to Green Bay? We should, like, does it make him that much better than what they are right now? That's the issue at receiver. Like, they, you know, the, uh, it was when Adams was out, but, like, 
you know, it's not like some, it's not like, oh, that's what's taking us over the top. This, this receiver who hasn't been good for several years. Nobody claimed him at seven and a half million. Like that says a lot about his skill level. And obviously it says a little bit about some of the cap space some of these teams have, but yeah, he hasn't been good for a couple of years. He's, he's fine. He's not a bad receiver, but he's not going to be some game changer. that's going to take him to the Super Bowl. So um, other, other than that, I haven't run my, my simulation this week at all, as far as, you know, the, my up taking the updated power rankings and mashing them through it and seeing if I, I, I you know, not, not much has changed. I haven't made big adjustments to anybody outside of putting Seattle back where they belong, taking away their quarterback adjustment. So I, I don't think I have like a big case on, on some team to, you know, like, Oh, this is, this is where we're swinging on this team because their schedule is so much easier now. I guess forward facing, forward facing strength of schedule <clears throat> is it's funny that we brought this up too. Like Tennessee has one of the easier schedules now from here on out. You know, you, you mentioned uh, maybe nobody's locked into a playoff spot beside Tennessee. Probably super super true, just based on who they have left on the schedule, especially so. That makes sense. I don't know. Have you have you looked at that like remaining strength at all? There's a few teams that don't have very mm-hmm. tough schedules going forward that are that are in the weird realm of like Houston and the Jets don't have tough schedules. I don't know that you Houston can necessarily. I don't know that you can necessarily lean into easy schedules meaning much after what we saw from Buffalo and the letdown against the Jags, yeah. um, and just in general, you know, some of these teams that were that are drags, they still have some life. They still are feisty. There's still some flat spots, and even on good teams. Uh, this happens. There'll be some more crazy losses this week, next week, and the week after. This is just what happens this time of year. There's, uh, you know, there's just random. You get out of wrong side of the bed type of shit. Um, I will say though that there are some teams that I think we can realistically ha- like look sideways on their ability to make this playoff picture in the very crowded AFC, namely Denver, Pittsburgh, yeah. Vegas. I think those three teams have a, just an exceptionally difficult finales to their season that i believe rules them out of realistically thinking that they are going to make a wild card push or even a divisional push in their very you know very crowded uh divisions um yeah i'm showing some of the just because i still have it up some of the tougher remaining schedules are vegas uh new england surprisingly i guess mm -hmm. and then well they gotta pay the bills twice so it depends how you feel about the bills it it does, it, and I think they're probably a little better than we think, but probably lower than priors would have brought them into the season. They're somewhere in the middle there. The Rams have a tough schedule. Obviously, it's just you know based on playing some of the teams in that division. Carolina is dead anyway. That doesn't really matter. Washington and Kansas City's schedule is not easy down the road, which is tough. You know. I do think it's a decent buy low time on them though for futures market wise. Um, I think they're just going to keep compiling these ugly wins and then you're going to wake up and be like, ah, shit, they're right in the mix. <laughs> and, uh, oh, great. Now teams have to figure out how to, you know, oh, all of this that was working, the two high safety stuff that was working against Mahomes all of October, September, October, and November. Well, it's not working anymore. Okay, well, now we got to figure out something on the fly in the playoffs to stop this guy. Like that is still in the back of my mind. And some of that's because I've, you know, I'm always got my head on the swivel about Casey because I didn't bet them to start the season. Um, so I do think now is a decent time to add that to your portfolio if you are short Casey. 
um, because they are going to be in the mix when it's all said and done. And I think they're going to get a win this week. And I bet them this week, but I will save that for our final handicap of this podcast. Let's talk about Thursday Night Football. Thursday Night yeah. Football. It is much sexier matchup on paper preseason than it is this moment, I would say. Would you agree? <laughs> yeah. I mean, what can you say outside of Miami besides, I mean, not just like, there's teams that have had massive disappointments in one spot or the other, but Miami's been massively disappointing on both sides of the ball. Like the, the teams that are on their level, like oh, even the Jets are maybe not as disappointing. Like the teams that are on their level, we knew it. Like, oh, Houston's going to be bad. We, we didn't have a lot of expectations. We had expectations for this team, and it's been a letdown on both sides of the balls. And, yes, there's been some injury and, you know, the quarterback play is obviously very important, and we haven't got much of that. But, yeah, this team legitimately stinks right now. It might be the team I've given the biggest downgrade without actually, like, you can say, yeah, Tua is injured, but the, the difference between Tua and Brissett is so negligible. I don't count it in the same realm as, like, Russell's out or Aaron Rodgers is sitting this week. Like, it's not some weird adjustment that I'm going to give back when the quarterback comes back. doesn't matter who's back there. It is... It is a very disappointing season, and really, like any any glimpses of hope you saw from last week are probably a mirage because it was a bad team. Like, hey, Miami's pass rush looked really good last week. Yeah, they played. I mean, where's Laramie Tunsil sitting at home getting better? And then you got a quarterback who's hold. I mean, I didn't watch much of that. I caught parts. And I caught a little highlight package of it, and some of those some of those plays where they got sacks. It's like, oh. Terod is just holding the ball forever behind a beat up line and he's coming back off injury. He's not moving around that well. Like this defense isn't all that good. They look good last week, but this isn't, uh, you know, obviously this is not the, the, the Houston front five on offense. This is not Tyrod Taylor. Like this isn't, this is an ugly Thursday night game. And yeah. this is going to be the opening end of so many teasers. <laughs> um is the is the major storyline really of the 2021 season that, to this point that just the regression of andrew van ginkle um you know, i don't he's just he's just, <laughs> he's just really he's just really not performing at the he just, you, you, they're just not giving him enough year. they're not putting enough talent around him to get the full <laughs> van ginkle experience no so um we, we, did, uh, we did he made the I stat did. sheet last week a couple times yeah. i was happy for him so I didn't, and I'm going to ask you this. I you watched a bunch of the Vikings uh, Baltimore game, I'm assuming. Yes, yes. Obviously, I, I just said I didn't watch much of the Miami Houston game. I did watch mm-hmm, a bunch of the Baltimore mm-hmm, Miami game in, or the Baltimore Minnesota game in replay because I, as I mentioned, I was flying a lot last Sunday. I didn't catch hardly shit live, but sure. Baltimore ran all over Minnesota, and it yes. was easy. And those running backs are all like our age. And, I mean, when your when your when your game plan for running is, and yes, Lamar is special, but your game plan is our running game is a quarterback plus a bunch of old receivers, and it still looks like that. You're gonna have yeah. success, and now you get you get Bateman back. It gives him a bunch of options to make it super tough on a on a bad kind of secondary. You know, they yeah. looked good last week because you really have one guy you need to manage. Here you have multiple passing options, just like real bad matchup if the Baltimore offense is starting to click both through the pass and the run like this. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm if you made me bet a side, I'd probably lay it on the road. And that's not something I like to do. Especially on a short week. Short week, much better coach. I think we're we're pretty much out on the coaching staff down in Miami now. Well, 
out on the offensive coaching staff in terms of bringing wrinkles to the game that matter surely um their stuff is pretty vanilla none none of it none of it inspires confidence that they're just going to have this awesome game plan and really shock what is a what is a pretty unimpressive ravens defense um looking at their schedule and the other body of vikings game uh, yeah, because I, I my my general two cents of watching a lot of that Vikings Ravens game was Ravens came out flat. That happens a lot, mm-hmm. especially when you're coming off by and you're playing at home. We've seen that a freak. I feel like I've seen that a dozen times every single season. It happens. Um, I don't know why. It's weird. Uh, the uh, but it happens. They came out flat, lost the first half. We we're actually getting pushed around in that game. Uh, and then they came roaring back because their offense is absolutely awesome. And Lamar Jackson is the most uh, spectacular athlete, and he has the ball in his hand, hands on every snap. And it's just awesome to watch them operate when they, things are clicking. And uh, whether this is a kind of game where they get out to a decent lead and just you know kind of keep the Dolphins at arm's length, or if the Dolphins are feisty early and the Ravens have to come back, I do think ultimately the Ravens get this win. Um, I didn't make a play on this game. I, I I completely echo your thoughts that this is a teaser, like laughably great teaser leg. I mean. Uh, yeah, I, I can't imagine uh, that there anyone that plays advantage teasers isn't going to have this combined with with the Browns and with a couple other the plus two and a halfs that take them out to eight uh, Saints. Uh, there's probably a couple others that qualify with low totals. Um, but yeah, yeah and, it's, and um, short short week low total. Yeah, um, lowish to lower total. You know, middle of the pack. It's not a we're not looking at a fifty. So forty six and a half in the total. Better team offense is clicking. Short yeah. week, better coach. It's a good teaser. Like I like the Ravens defense, though. I think we should return to real quickly, and really just talking about why didn't we just why why aren't why aren't the Ravens standing out as this distinguished team that should be considered for AFC contention? And a lot of it boils down to their defense. As you look across their defensive performances this year, and particularly over the last say five weeks, the outlier wasn't the Bengals game. The outlier was the Chargers game. <laughs> that should, the holding the Chargers to six points was very surprising. Uh, this defense is going to continue to be tested. They have to play the Browns twice to get the Steelers twice left. Uh, not that the Steelers offense can test very many defenses, but you know what I mean? Like that's still a tough out. Um, and uh, they got the, they got the Packers left on their schedule. They got the Rams left on their schedule. I think my most likely projection right now for the Ravens is your four seed winning the AFC North, but that implies that they split with, the Browns. If the Browns take both of those games, then Browns win the North by my numbers. Um, so Ravens likely sitting in the four. If that plays out, if Lamar stays healthy, which we think he will, because he's got some preternatural ability to avoid the killer contact. Um, yeah. What is stopping the award winners from giving the MVP to the top seed in the MB- NFC, be it Brady or Stafford? Maybe even Murray. Who the hell knows? Uh, or and, and then and then as a consolation prize, offensive player of the year gets awarded to the four seed Lamar Jackson, who has broken the all time record for passing and rushing combined yardage gained, and is because of the seventeenth game. Because of the seventeenth game, and, and he's on. I think he's on pace to do it in sixteen. I don't think it's entirely because of the seventeenth game. Yeah, I'm not, but but you, they're going to be hurt. they're going to put numbers up of like. You you know he's he's going to be a thousand yard rusher again. He's going to be uh you know thirty five hundred four thousand yards passing. He's going to have the all time record. I don't think it's really even 
um, debatable at this point. Um, yeah, offensive player of the year, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I was gonna say it had to be more than thirty-five. Like, what what is the all-time? I feel like there, there's been five thousand yard seasons just passing, so he'd need to have like four plus twelve. Something he's like on that. pace. He's on pace for forty five hundred yards passing, twelve hundred okay. yards rushing. Yeah, I was gonna say at, at least four or forty five. So, all right, yeah, hell of a season. I don't hate that. I, I don't want him MVP just because. In a sixteen a, game season, that's what he's on pace for. So yeah, I guess on a, seventeen, it's even more. Yeah, that's a muddied, a bit of a muddied uh, market right now. Uh, so here's the thing, because that was that was basically a placeholder that was going to go to Derrick Henry because they weren't really yeah. going to give Derrick Henry consideration for Offensive Player of the Year. Um, and I, I first of all, I, there's a sharp, very sharp friend, a friend of mine, a friend of ours who we've talked to a couple of times. We had him on the podcast one time. I'll tell you later. Um, but he tipped me to this and he was like, what is going on with this market? Uh, why is Lamar Jackson not lower? Like, shouldn't he be the odds on favorite right now? And I thought about it. And I was like, yes, actually, he should. Uh, you know, the like really realistically, the only reason he doesn't get offensive player of the year is if he gets the MVP in my mind. Like that's kind of how this breaks. Like if he's not the MVP, then he is the obvious choice to be the uh, uh, offensive player of the year. And the fact that he's basically like, you know, he's got the running statistics, you know, there, I think it gives him that, you know, that leg up in that voting category. You want to guess what his price is? 15, 30 to one. Wow, that's good. For offensive player of the year. Yeah, I mean, you're right about Henry. I don't know what it would take. I'm not sure what it would take to get a running back MVP again. But, like, Adrian Peterson literally had to have a 2,000-yard season the first season back from major knee. Like, that was – it wasn't just the 2,000-yard season. It was the fact he did it in the first year coming back from a torn ACL. Like, the narrative around, like, oh, he's going to – he's not going to be the same guy, and then he has the best year of his career, obviously, pending. We don't know how (laughs) – if he'll eclipse that this year. But, yeah, like, you're – I mean, you're right. It was just Derrick Henry's award, and now it'll – unless a quarterback went apeshit in the second half and – I mean, and if a quarterback goes apeshit in the second half, a second quarterback would have to do it to steal that award. Like two quarterbacks would have to get to 50 touchdowns to end up with one um, ending yeah, up with right. offensive. Play I don't know if that's so. happening. That's, uh, okay. a, that's tough. So I'm, I'm last, with you. I'm with okay, you. Okay. Last question then. You want to guess who is at the top of the market in this one book I saw? Because this, I, 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 just, I just absolutely. Is it something that. stupid like Jonathan Taylor? Even that wouldn't have been as stupid as what it was. <laughs> Is it a receiver? Because that's yeah, gonna make me mad. It is a receiver. Is, is it like Cooper or Cooper it, Cup? Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup is your current market leader for yeah, offensive player of the year. Uh-uh. No. Oh, we we did. I am giving Mike White short shrift. That's true, because um, he is a two way. You know, he's 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 a dynamic uh, player out there. Um, but no, seriously, uh, if you can track that down, I think that's absolutely worth adding. Because realistically, right now, I see realistically, I think we're talking about four candidates probably for MVP: Brady and Stafford. Absolutely, there. Their teams potentially get a one or two seed. Their statistical profile is going to be sick. I'm going to put Lamar in there as well. If the Ravens somehow get the one seed in the AFC, he'll be in the conversation. Absolutely. The other team, that, the other guy that I think is worth talking about, and we'll get again, you know, kind of buying low here on these Chiefs, Pat Mahomes, 51. 
out there in some spots. That seems like a crazy number. He could still get to 50 passing touchdowns this season. He's only got 20, um, but it's realistic, I think, still to that, uh, you know, he could, you know, that th- that offense still could explode at some point. And, um, you know, it might be undeniable that he'll be in the conversation. I don't think it's a great bet, but I don't think you can. I think he's a long shot out of and of those. Yeah. One one of those four guys probably gets it in my mind. Really, one of those three guys, maybe Mahomes, does something insane. Um, good on uh, Baltimore, Miami. Yeah, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna use it in several teasers. I like this one a lot. It's like the, uh, you know, the circa Survivor League strategy. You take Tampa on opening night, and if it fails, you rebuy. And if they don't cover the teaser because the weather's bad or something weird happens or have an injury, then you just redo all those secondary teasers uh, with the, the legs you liked from the weekend. So, yeah, Atlanta-Dallas, is that what uh, next on the – or, excuse me, not Jacksonville even close. Jacksonville-Indy. Jacksonville-Indy. I have some Wentz takes. Okay. So, he's getting healthier. He had two super messed up ankles. He looked uncomfortable that first game. Um, also he's played enough and he's played well enough. Like Philly's getting their pick. That was kind of a talking point at the beginning of the season when he was, I mean, there, there was rumors preseasons, like he might be out for like 10 weeks. And then so. all of a sudden him and Quentin Nelson were suddenly better. And it was, it was like, Oh, the, that's a horse of a different color. And he's getting healthy. He's moving around a little better. You know, when we talked about this and we, we made fun of Tennessee's pass rush in that one game. Because it's like, what makes a pass rush look good? A quarterback who doesn't move around and causes sacks. But Tennessee's pass rush is a different conversation because suddenly that's kind of clicking against a few different teams. So maybe we can't give Wentz all the credit. But when he's not making those three to six horrible decisions a game where he makes a really bad pass that should be or is intercepted, He's finding guys. Pittman's good. They have two really good running backs. They have a good running scheme. They have a good offensive line. Like This offense is good enough around him to make Carson Wentz look pretty serviceable right now. And if he can clean up a couple of those mistakes and just not make those just, again, horrific, horrific throws. Some just out of nowhere where it's like good throw, good throw right at the chest of a defender for no reason. They're... I mean, it's it's a four and five team right now, but this is like a team that can again. There's a 19 way tie at like four and five wins in the NFL. We talked about this with our power rankings off the air a little. It's it's a team that uh, can sneak their way into the playoffs yet because anybody who isn't just a, a shit ass team with one or two wins kind of can. So Wentz playoff quarterback all of a sudden, and I think a lot of it is just that the rise of Pittman the. Jonathan Taylor being, uh, where did they draft him? He was a second round pick, top. Of the I was going to say second or third. It was like early second, wasn't it? Like, uh, yeah, like, was, like we'll say two, two round two pick eight. Like yeah, that. I think I think there was a couple, a couple right at the beginning of the second round there, and uh, yeah, it goes to show, I guess. First, it's, it's funny how we make fun of first round running backs, and that pick was like you know a, what six eight teams later. Sometimes it works out, but uh, yeah, the, the weapons around him are making this offense look decent. Defense leaves a little bit desired. It was hard to pick through that game, though, because, you know, uh, the Jets had a lot of garbage time. But at the same time, the Jets moved the ball when they were still within, you know, a decent win probability. Uh, you know, it, it wasn't it wasn't like the game was out of reach immediately. 
you know, they, they still moved the ball when the game was competitive, but obviously some of those Jets points were against a, a pretty big uh, a pretty big deficit. Oh, I was way off. Taylor was uh, round two, pick nine. Um, oof, oof. Third running back taken after Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and DeAndre Swift. Taylor was third. Um, I agree with your general philosophy, your general takes. I think Indianapolis will be in the mix in January for a playoff spot, but they're going to need to continue playing absolutely clean football. I think your points were all fair. Their schedule is relatively easy. They get a, a, a big game this week against the Jaguars. They get a game against the Texans left. They get a game to close the season against the Jaguars. But there's some some stumbling blocks in there. Bills, Bucks are in there. Patriots off their bye week is going to be a tough test. The Cardinals are in there. So they do have to play some elite teams left. They're going to need to show up and play well in those games. And I think ultimately they probably finish in your eight or nine seed in the AFC just outside of the playoffs. And uh, that's fine. I mean, for what they are, they may have something going forward with Carson Wentz as he continues to, um, you know, find his role in this offense. And as they continue to uh, put good weapons around him, he's got some good chemistry with Michael Pittman. He has the most dangerous play in all of football, which is the underthrown pass interference. Yeah, um, you know, <laughs> just he can ben, go to ben that one every needs out of that yeah. book. And well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're right. They, they, the thing is, yeah, you, you do have to keep it clean and you got to get some of those coin flip wins because there are so many teams to pass. Right now, the Titans and Ravens are holding down the one and two seed. Obviously, the Ravens probably fall back a little, just that defense isn't going to lead them to a two seed, I don't believe. But the Chargers are your three seed right now. The Chargers have five wins. The four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and eleven seeds, if you want to call them seeds, even though they're not in the playoffs, also have five wins. So you have a just a big again, just a big mismatch, which you could pass. And the, the thing, the nice part about that is too, you can pass a bunch of teams at once if you you know because it's close. You know, there's there's pros and cons to being a big mix mix up in the middle, but they do need to keep it clean. And I mean, some of those teams are just likely gonna go away obviously the sure like the broncos have five wins i don't see the broncos the raiders, being competitive the Steelers. yeah the raiders mm. have five wins the raiders and the steelers are in the playoff spots right now at five and three they're your five and six seed like many as many a slip twixt the cup and the lip i think the you're right the indies ends up somewhere between the seven and the ten um like in bowling and really like this isn't this isn't a gimme you, you have these weird spots where you play two shitty teams in a row. Sometimes you see a little bit of malaise. Jacksonville, actually, you know, I talked about Hines Buffalo and, Bills just did this. <laughs> and maybe maybe, that, maybe that's a good cautionary tale for Indy, who is, again, just like the Bills, a double-digit favorite here. And, you know, I just mentioned how much I liked what we saw from Taylor and Hines, not only from talent but the the scheme the blocking the wide receiver blocking a little underrated like the downfield blocking for some of those long runs was great the jacksonville defense actually good versus the run and by good i mean okay it's not a good team so it's it's a couple of secondaries who can be thrown upon i'm tempted by this over a little i've played this over yeah indy indy's defense is fine, but the secondary is not good. Mm-hmm. Like I just mentioned that even before garbage time, the Jets were throwing on them, and it was the Jets. It's like Josh Johnson throwing on the secondary, and the Jacksonville secondary also not that great. I think this total is probably uh, should be like a 49 and a half. I agree with you there. I think this is an overlook. Yeah, both of these pass defenses are suspect. Jags running defense a little worse than league average. And uh, yeah, I think uh, it's the bright my, spot of the team, though. 
I know it is. Uh, my projected uh, my projected score is thirty one twenty one. So I'm at fifty two points. I played over forty seven. It's markets coming with me. We're looking at forty eight market wide right now. So that's I, I can still see a forty seven and a half. I might jump. I might jump on this. Oh, okay, with cool. Because yeah. I didn't. I didn't one hundred percent realize you were on this. I talked myself into it, and then you're on it too. That yeah. that was a good feeling for me. Cool. So I, I cool. might jump. No, on no, it. and I agreed with your handicap exactly. I think uh, so. Uh, I, I the think ja- the team play. Yeah. Yeah, the Jaguars in, you know, I mean, realistically, like their passing offense should have a nice day. This uh if if Josh Johnson can do it, why can't T Law really? You know? Um, and the Jags defense, after holding the Bills to six points, they are probably gonna be feeling themselves a little bit. Let's be honest. <laughs> they're gonna be uh they're gonna come in a little bit, uh, you know, oh yeah, wow, we just uh, held the Bills to six points. We're great now. And I think they're in for a uh for a hard lesson against a very physical physical Colts offense and it's in a dome so we don't have to worry about weather so over nope over. Yeah, that's, that, that's what kills us boxes. all Checks right all Cleveland boxes. New England didn't play this game don't know what to really make of it honestly I think this is the most important and most interesting game of the week it's a matchup between two teams that is enormous high leverage and realistically we talked about this on the Sunday podcast the Patriots opened up as three-point favorites and we were both apoplectic I could not believe it. I cannot understand how you can go from this big of a. This was a huge, huge uh, swing from the preseason look ahead. The Cleveland uh, was expected to come in here as about three, three and a half point favorites, depending on where you looked. And uh, rather than that, the Patriots were three point favorites. And. Yes, the Patriots have made meaningful strides forward this season. They've seemingly gotten better week in, week out. Uh, and in general, the it's clear and obvious what Belichick is right now as a head coach. He is a, an amazing developer of talent, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. Um, he is a outstanding game planner in terms of identifying the other team's um, proclivities. More ten dollar words here. Yeah, we're, if we're gonna um, use smart words, I'm gonna put on my smart glasses. <laughs> he understands tendencies. He understands you know good ways to uh, specifically design um, a defense that uh, can flummox uh, the opponents. Um, and so for those reasons, they have a puncher's chance in any game they go against. And honestly, they're going against this Browns team that's now without Chubb. Look, face value is Chubb worth a point? No. no Dearness Johnson is fine. Especially He's with fine. this offensive line. It's not like, yes. uh, oh, this is this is yeah. such a skilled back who's doing it despite poor blocking and bad. Mm-hmm. Like, they have good mm-hmm. coaching. They have good mm-hmm. blocking. They have good scheme. Like, the, one game does not mean the world, but it did show right. that, like, uh, a decent back can make this happen. Also, let me get me be clear about something else real quick. Aim, and the market movement we saw in this one where Chubbs come is announced out and the other running back is announced out with COVID stuff and they, you know, the market kind of nudges in direction of the Patriots. That is a one billion percent speculative that there will be other positive COVID tests, right? I've done this. Many other people are doing this where you see a COVID news blurb come across the wire and you're like, well, that's the first one of the next you know, four or five that we're going to get. So I'll just go ahead and put this number in my pocket. And if I want to buy out later, I can. Uh, and I think that's mostly what happened. It turns out that there hasn't been any other major issues COVID wise. The offensive line is going to be healthy. Dearness Johnson is solid. Um, Baker Mayfield is a uh, 
has revitalized his, uh, his season in the absence of, um, Odell Beckham jr. So, um, realistically the Browns should win this game. They should be rated as a favorite here by a small amount. I think I won't be surprised if we wake up Sunday and the Browns are one point favorites, maybe two. Uh, this has a lot of the feelings of like, you remember the, the market for the, uh, the Vikings game and the market for the chargers game where the Browns kind of like oh, small dogs. And then they trickled into favorites as we got to game time. Yeah. This has a lot of that feeling as well. Um, I didn't play it mostly because <clears throat> I have so many Browns future. I have enough Browns futures exposure that I can't, this, I can't take a double loss here. <laughs> right. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to be doubly exposed because this is a huge high leverage game. Uh, these two teams, ultimately this is the, you know, a wild card spot is most likely going to come down to whoever wins this game between these two teams when it's all said and done. Um, and I don't want to be on the wrong end of that. So I stayed away. What do you think? Do the Browns get the win? <clears throat> I'd, I'd lean that way. And especially if there, if there's like one and a half out there, it's another nice teaser. leg. this total is low. This is going to be a, a team of the Patriots that has loved to run the ball despite some uh, – and that's a big storyline, too. We're only sitting here on Wednesday, but they had multiple running back injuries, and they're a team that likes to run the ball. Obviously, you have – you know, the Patriots will just trot whoever out there. Remember Jonas Gray for that one day? And then his, we thought he was going to the Hall of Fame, and then Belichick just ended his career. I think he was late to a meeting, like, the next week. And well, he was on just, the Sports <clears throat> Illustrated cover. That's the kiss then, of death. Yeah, yeah that's like, – Bill don't, Bill don't want that. But, no, there's a – you know, th there's other running backs they can trot out there. And really, this offensive line is kind of stunk. I think that's maybe a little – it's probably – I, I don't want to say that's like – yeah. I don't want to say that's underreported, mm. but it's not a good offensive line and you're going up against – I think that's against, a little overstated. You, uh, I don't know. I, I dug into this a little. And I, it, it depends who you're playing. And really, this is this is a great pass rush. It's, it's up there in the top 10 for sacks, hits, pressure rate, whatever. Obviously you don't just say like, oh, I think it is worth mentioning. Did okay. you know, Miles Garrett, number one in sacks, number one in tackles for lost. Just don't get my hopes up, man. TJ, TJ Watt, <laughs> not number one in either of those categories. I just wanted to say that out there, but it's, it, it's not like yeah. a bad, it's not like bottom five, but it's not a good offensive line. And the left tackle can get the break speed off him by a good pass rush. And hopefully we see that young quarterback, you know, good pass rush. That's kind of what you're looking for. You you want Mac Jones to look bad, even if you have a regular ticket like me that might be coming back now that uh, Cincinnati's coming back to earth. But it's, it, this is an interesting one. I think maybe one I probably do stay away from outside of just a teaser because it's uh, – Patriots have been doing this, and by doing this, I mean getting to, what, five wins, getting into yes. playoff positioning. They've been doing it with a running game that's working, not asking too much of Mac Jones, and a defense that's been, you know, working. And now you see how that works against a defense playing against a pretty good offense with a bunch mm -hmm. of nice weapons. Donovan mm -hmm. People-Jones all of a sudden turning into a fun, nice, deep threat. And, you, you know, on the other end, you want to be a running team? You got a pretty decent run defense, and you got banged up running backs. They, mm -hmm. you know, they look they look, uh, I don't know. It'll it'll be interesting to see how this one goes. I do believe Cleveland probably the right side taking the steam here, but uh, at this number, I'm I'm probably out. Okay, all right. Um, I will be watching this one intently, like you. I 
cannot wait to see this game, see how it plays out. I'm excited also for the coaching matchups to Fansky v. Belichick. That you know, Browns offense versus Patriots defense is going to be freaking fireworks. It's going to be super fun. Um, and uh, this probably comes down to penalties, turnovers, and, uh, you know, Miles Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on to Atlanta, Dallas. Um, I will let you tee up the Cowboys and their potential bounce back spot here as almost 10 point favorites. I was, I was just looking at penalties quick too. Both of these teams are decent. Like Cle- Cleveland's, no, a little Cleveland's, more, Cleveland's, Cleveland's been, a little more. Cleveland's penalized. been on the losing end of the penalty battle yeah. in almost every game they play. It has been like clockwork. It's, it's torture. But, and a couple of their games, like most notably the uh, chargers game swung on penalties that were pretty marginal. If even, yeah, no, that's I'm looking at like what they should be penalized. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're they're middle of the pack. New New England actually pretty low penalized. Weird Belichick team. You know we can say what we want about Belichick, but still it's a very disciplined team. So Falcons, Atlanta. I did want to tee this up a couple games ago. You played the over. It moved with you. I think that's probably um, the right side. I've still a little. Are we just doing? I, I use this one a few times trepidatious yes we are about the 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 smith injury um the the question like was it was it uh missing smith on the offensive line was it Dak's first game back from an injury where he had to in his lower body like that was it the pass rush from that team probably a combination of all three just a bad combo and in this game you know if smith is still missing or you know banged up limited the Atlanta pass rush is not as good. You know, it, it, it's a better it's a better spot for them to work around that kind of issue. And AJ Terrell has been very good for this Atlanta defense, but you put them against a team where again, there's a team where you don't have that many high-end weapons to cover. I don't think that's the case with Dallas. Dallas has multiple receivers that can pop off. And Falcons run defense is pretty poopy. Bottom third of the league, you got uh, not only do you have two good running backs, but I, I feel like there's something to be said for splitting carries between two good running backs. Keeps them fresh. You don't have guys that are popping for 20, 30 touches a game, and then the next game they're just that much healthier because you know there, there's a lot of hits you can take as a running back, and Zeke's been in the league for a few years now. That's going to start catching up. So I like that they're using Pollard. As much, obviously, just because we like Pollard, he's good. So. It's yeah, the, the Falcon and again the Falcons they last week they played a much better defense and secondary in, in in you know New Orleans without Ridley and it'll be without Ridley for the you know the future too, but and they looked pretty good. So playing a, a worser defensive secondary with uh, Matt Ryan playing well again. He had the you know the one off week, but four out of five weeks now with good results from that offense, obviously using the rookie a lot more, and it's uh yeah the Dallas defense maybe coming back to earth. The pass rush looked good at times, but to give up the big chunk yardage they did to a game manager like Teddy, that was concerning if you're a Dallas backer, lover, fan at all. So I think I lean with you towards the over. The only concern is if it really was a, oh my God, we need Smith at tackle and we need Dak to be moving better. And this Atlanta pass rush starts to get home and Dallas's offense is stymied again. Then I, I'm super worried about this. Okay. 
Okay. That's reasonable. And um, and is there is there a case if you like this over, is there a case for Atlanta? Uh getting like if you can get a 10. Uh yeah. There is. I don't know really why this is as big a number as it is, but I also don't have the stomach for much Atlanta. <laughs> so I didn't even really give it a two thoughts. Um, no, I mean, we made that joke last week. Like, we can't yeah. bet Atlanta as a favorite. No, I mean, I, they, or, they were uh, seven-point dogs last week. That was an insane or two week, number. Or two weeks, yeah. excuse me, yeah. But, but even last week, like, seven-point dogs against the Saints, like, I really didn't consider it, even though that was an insane number. Um, this Atlanta team is tough to figure out. It's absolutely uh, not clear to me that uh, uh, that they are, you know, the, the, I, I don't know how they did what they did against the Saints, really, scoring those points. I don't know how the Cowboys gave up what they gave up and got stopped the way they stopped, got stopped last week. Both of these teams are coming off of very weird performances, fluky potentially, and, um, you know, I think you have to lean into an over just because I think the Cowboys can absolutely expose the worst parts of the Falcons' defense, which the Saints could not. Uh, and I think flip side, uh, you know, we may be seeing some cracks in the Cowboys defense um, that, uh, you know, that the Falcons can really pick on. Um, only thing of note in this one, besides what we've talked about, there probably will be some narrative nation uh, Dan Quinn revenge game, uh, which I think is laughable. Um, yeah. And realistically, I think more than anything else, I'm just keeping I, I guess. I mean, what are you cheering for? We kind of want Falcons to win. They're four and four. They're like not out, out of a playoff spot here at the NFC. No, Arthur Smith is like 16 to one to win rookie, uh, rookie, rookie head coach. There should be rookie head coach of the year. That should be like a separate, like, you know, sponsor. All these are sponsored by like some corporate band. It, it should be like a worse corporate, like the RC Cola rookie head coach of the year. I like that. Yeah, okay. RC Cola, rookie head coach of the year. And okay. Dan Dan brought up and he brought up in the chat here. The Falcons are in the playoffs if it started today. The so okay. obviously Tampa Bay is the in the playoffs by being a division champion if it were to end today. But um even Carolina, your your six, seven, and technically your eight seed, who the first team out are the Saints, Falcons, and Panthers. Competitive division, competitive boy. That that's uh tough. That's tough for uh, a young rookie head coach. Yeah, give him a little leeway there. So yeah, I could make a case for Atlanta here, but I won't. So okay. Well, the total sailed, so I wouldn't play it at fifty four and a half. I would just pass this game. Uh, Let's move on to Buffalo at the Jeets. Um, Can we? Yeah, can we do like a pass on this one? Okay, real quick. Mike White's gonna start. Jets, if he plays as well as he has played through one and a half starts, then Bills are going to have a little bit of feistiness on their hands. 13 points is a lot for a Bills team that looked completely lost offensively last week. I don't know what that was all about, but there is a pretty high likelihood what we saw from Josh Allen last year is not what you're getting this year and won't get it this year. And he has taken some sort of weird step backwards, not to the same, not all the way to his 20 uh, 19 level of performance, but certainly not giving you 2020's level of performance. And I don't know if he flips the switch at some point. Certainly, Stefan Diggs is still a threat. Uh, certainly, Dable is still calling a good game. They're leaning a little bit into the run, which is weird, uh, which maybe either Dable's trying to balance things out or he's losing a little bit of confidence in Allen. It's tough to say, but Allen has been most effective on the ground this year and has not really gotten it done through the air at this point, which is concerning for a, a guy that they just invested 170 Seventy-five million dollars of guaranteed money in. Yeah. Um, it's 
this is an important bounce back for the Bills because at five and three, uh, if they can't right the ship offensively, then we really do need to think about have we been kind of blinded by their one win against Kansas City and lost the plot on how they should have been potentially downgraded from their preseason fire. Because the, their schedule think, has been fucking cake, man. It's been yeah. cake. And we did, and you know, we did have to use last losses. year's, you know, we had to use last year's priors. It was a very good team last year. It was a, you know, a team that made it to the conference title game. It was, you know, you can't discount that, but, and and then we had those first two weeks where Josh Allen looked kind of bad. And then all of a sudden he did, he hit some deep throws and like, all right, maybe that was just a blip. And honestly, still we're, we're only, it's not that big of a sample to play as many, you know, they, they are only eight games into a season. It's, it's only half a season. It's still a very small sample, but right now, if you take the metrics, Josh Allen is like a middle of the pack quarterback. And that is not, you know, the defense isn't what it was a couple of years ago. You're not getting well, that actually, much out of the running hold, game now. Hold on. Hold on. The advanced metrics on Buffalo's defense would tell you that they are number one in the nation with number one in the NFL with a with a bullet. And that is an entirely a reflection of the easy. Yeah, that's schedule. the schedule. Like, uh, entirely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like the defense was was good because Trevor Lawrence was throwing the ball into the ground. Like, you know, they've played some easy games like this. This defense hasn't been impressive, despite what the metrics say. And really, the offense, the fact that the offense has had some bad games against this schedule is very concerning for this team. So, yeah, I'm I'm wanting to lay it with the Jets here, not lay it, take it. Yeah. Yeah. But you, you didn't, though. Did you, or are you thinking about it? I'm You're thinking waiting for 14. It. Waiting for 14. I don't, know. I don't know if it matters. Sell it to 10. Fuck it. Let's go. Yeah. I didn't bet it either, even though I can't make this thirteen. My fair make it like ten is yeah, I'm at nine nine point well. six. And I bet I bet ten. I bet that I bet this exact number with the Dolphins against the Jet against the Bills, and I got yeah. screwed. So maybe that's somewhat why. I mean, I, I've lost two weeks in a row on Bills games, so I think I just don't want to play these games. <laughs> that's kind of where I'm at here. Uh, let's move on. And, to and it feels it feels like you'd be late to the Jets. You know the the Jets, although they didn't cover nor really threaten the cover last week in the uh, in the oh, Thursday no, I've been, game. I, I don't think I've lost a play on a Jets game this season. It has been. I, they've been my they've been my jam. They've so been far. your jam. They've been my jam so far. Even the halftime scope play one on the Jets. That so is that is all with e- easily easily yeah. so posted, posted live from the uh, um, from the parking lot. There. It, oh all yeah, right. you know what? Actually, we should note we're saying thirteenth. Blah blah blah. There has been Jets money today. This is pushed yeah. down into like the 11, 12 range. So if you wanted thirteen, you're not going to get it. I would be blown away if it comes back. When that's the only place you can find thirteen right now. Win bet is the only place you can find 13. If you want to bet the Jets, if you want to open an account at WinBet, use code BetSperts. <laughs> I, don't, right. I don't even know if there's a code. Well, maybe there is. Just Either way, it. if you're in a legal state, you'll get some free, you'll get some free shit. Bet $1, win 100. They still have yeah. that promo going. New on. Orleans, Tennessee. Well, you, you can bet on like the, yeah, New Orleans, Tennessee. A good game. This is a, this is a good one. I'm excited about this one. Um, a little weirded out by last week's game. We just talked about the Falcons. You know, you look at that final score, maybe you don't realize like the, you know, the Saints were getting the shit kicked out of them for a good chunk of that game. And they were down by a bunch. It was a weird fourth quarter. That game probably shouldn't have gone over. That game probably shouldn't have been as close as it was. We had the Falcons just falconing and 
uh, the, the Saints, still a bit of a mystery. This was a team that was like a mystery team to me all year. And then they go and have uh, an important offensive lineman hurt. Obviously, the quarterback is a super big part of the team. He gets hurt. We still have this backup quarterback slash tight end that makes an appearance. He's actually played less snaps in that game than his normal rate where he would have with Jameis. But they did let him throw a couple times. And you can't call it all garbage time for Simeon because one of those drives they took the lead on. You know, they were down by multiple scores, three scores, I believe. But they did take the lead. So it wasn't just soft defense garbage time. Like, he played well late in that game. They gave him a chance. And now he's going up against a team that probably was super underrated. Um, Lost their star player. Still looks good. Getting a pass rush, Harold Landry. It's uh, it's a team that I'm I'm str- These are two teams that I'm like I'm not making a play on this. I don't think at all, just because I really am struggling to get a grip on what these teams are right now, especially New Orleans. And then also there's whispers of the Kamara thing. I don't know if you want to follow up on that. Yeah, the whispers of the Kamara thing seem real yeah Uh, he has a sprained knee which took him out of that game sprained knee never good for a running back i would not be surprised if they uh breast him in this pass on grass again though kamara like so much of what they're doing there is scheme based that his replacements i do feel could give you know it's marking yeah i don't so he's a little older no Mm -hmm. i didn't and the thing is too i had this written down mark ingram had a decent game and he's yeah. had some decent stats, but I think it's hit as a change of pace back. Like if he's your if he's your one, I don't think you see that kind of game from him. And he's not going to be the same out in space. Like Kamara is, you know, much better used as a you know pitches and sure. out in space screen games. He's great as a receiver as well. So it does you know losing him does take away a lot from this offense. Where like if you made me bet this, I'd have to bet Titans. And at this point, really. The- and, and then, well, and let me let me get to the the oh, yeah, another big denouement. Okay. The Titans are overvalued in the market right now, right? They have to be just based yes. on what's happened. Yes. So I can't 100%. bet the Titans. This is like the okay. the scene from uh, the Princess Bride where I'm going back and I forth. See. I see. So then I can't bet the Titans. Okay, so I see. So, so you're no, basically no saying you're okay. saying the situation in the matchup tells you Titans are pass, and because the Titans are at the top of their range, pass. Okay. I would go the other way and say that that's the value right there on the Saints. And the Saints yeah, and that's should not why the, be three point yeah. dogs. Um, people are too quickly adjusting to the way the Saints played last week. I think realistically, this is a decent spot for them. And I think the Saints defense is not in, in the same way that the Bills defense, I believe, is a reflection of who they have played. I think the Saints defense is absolutely elite uh, on top of who they have played, which hasn't been a ton of really good teams. But uh, the fact that Lattimore can go match up with um, a, a player like A.J. Brown, who is very much in the mold of a Mike Evans, who he's done a decent job of covering over the course of his career, is a huge, huge factor in this game because the Titans, straw, you know, he's the straw that stirs the drink for this Titans offense. And this Titans offense was brutal last week against the Rams. They were brutal. And they yeah, only and really the got that well, win on the back of some fluky turnovers. So, and playing like a clown. That's the other part I'm struggling with. Were they bad? Or did they not put up stats because they didn't have to? They're basically gifted 14 points in the second quarter. No, no. I mean, no, they, no. They, they they were up. They were all of a sudden. It's like Dude. it took it. Drew, hang with me here. It took 
you know, they, they were gifted the 14 points on the two turnovers. And then they actually had one nice drive. They went 60 some yards, marched down the field, scored another one. Yes. And then they just went into shell mode because Sean McVay, I mean, I think maybe we see a different second half if McVay doesn't kick a 22 yard field goal yes. instead is aggressive yeah. at, the, at no point in the second half. Did they really push Tennessee to remain aggressive. So you ended up with a game where Tannehill threw for like 160 yards because he never really needed to get anything going. And, and I don't, I don't want to give him a pass. Like the offense didn't look good, but it it, it does. It, it is an offense where they need to improve their passing game quite a bit. If they want to actually be a competitive one, two seed in this, in the playoffs, or it's going to be a short ride in January. But yeah, I, I don't want to sit, I don't want to be sitting holding a Saints ticket. Like you see this all the times these backups come in, they look good for a week, and then you get a little more film on what the game plan is. And I, you know, I'm not saying the Titans defense is suddenly world beaters, but the pass rush has looked better. And you know, it, it's you, you have a backup quarterback, Drew. Like if yeah, I want, sure, if, yeah. I'm, if I'm sitting here with the Saints, like I mean, you're right, the, the value is gone in, in Tennessee, but if I'm sitting there with the Saints ticket. And then I'm looking and I'm watching this game and be like, man, Mark Ingram is my starting running back and Trevor Simeon sucks. Like I'm going to, I'm going to feel bad about betting this game. So it's just a pass both ways. No, that's a fair, very, very, very fair point. I mean, I've, I've oscillated. I've been talking myself. Is, Low is, total. Is, teaser. I've, I've been, I've been oscillating here between saints, the right side or under the right side, T- Titans team total under the right play. You know, like that's kind of where my head is at here, which is basically that the saints are competitive and the saints are alive for this win. It's going to be because their defense absolutely thralls this Titans team, which I think is possible. Um, I thought the Titans to put a point on the Titans Rams and where I was going with that. I just thought that, the, you know, the, the Titans, obviously they got the lead with some fluky stuff. And some poor play by Stafford. It makes the game they, hard to grade. But they put that they put the game away in the second half with a drive that was very much assisted by some very borderline calls. I know, and it, it's hard. It's hard. Like, it's hard to say. The like chains on a on a roughing the passer that was like. Yeah. That was rough. No, and, I, and yeah, I, yeah. I get it. But at the same time, let's say they punt on that drive. Who's to say the next drive? You know, it, it just all that stuff, the, the gifted points and the gifted drive by the refs, it makes the game hard to grade. Like how it would does, that, yeah. how would that offense? And you can't take it. You know, the, the Rams defense still has some stars on it. So yeah, I, 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 it's I, I super hard, super hard I, to grade. This I, I have enough faith in Sean Payton with a week to prepare for a Titans defense that I think is reading its own press all week that I think this is a decent spot for the saints to get this win out. Right. Um, I don't even, I, I think right now looking across the market at two and a halves, you your, your ship has sailed. I don't think you can play two and a half with the Saints. I think you're looking for a money line or a pass at this point. Um, and well, then, I would, you know, I would still with the, with the low total. You, you tease it with the backup running back. Yeah, Saints. Yeah, Saints are a really, really decent tease, like for sure. Uh, the Tennessee Titans team total is 24. Is that a candidate for secret pod play under, in your opinion, or do you think Tennessee gets theirs here? I do like the cornerback receiver matchup. And the D line for the Saints is going to absolutely have every Adrian Peterson handoff is just. I would. I would to the, think adds, you see adds value more to Foreman, that total under. But yes, Adrian <laughs> Peterson with his two yards for carry isn't helping. So, yeah, I agree. I agree with you. I'm just. I'm probably passing on this and moving on to Tampa, baby. 
Ugh, man, my Memphis Grizzlies are sucking tonight. Holy shit, they're playing like the team at the fifth game of a five-game rotor. Jesus. Um, Official sponsor of WinBet, the Memphis uh, Grizzlies. Is, is that right? They're partner, partner, or something so like partner, that. They always do promos partner. with them. So, all right, Tampa. I'm not going to spend a bunch of time on this either because this their heads out of their asses. This, this is awful. I just said I wasn't going to spend a lot of time, and then we did 10 minutes on a game I'm not betting. But Tampa, Washington is just a like this is a 10 point game, a 10 point favorite on the road. But that number's that, that number's probably right. It's just such a weird, ugly double like double. I, I, I'm calling it a double mismatch in my notes because. You have like strength and weakness both ways for Tampa. They have a great passing game. There aren't, I think they were number one in the league as far as uh, percentage of their offensive yards that come from the pass, mm -hmm. you know, compared, compared to the run. So it's a team that obviously likes to pass. Even when they have missing receivers and tight ends, they, everyone's so good that it doesn't matter. They're such a good pass. And it, it's a bad secondary. It's a bad secondary. It's so bad of a secondary that it takes away from what a good pass rush you have. And again, a good offensive line. And on the other end, it's a great, it's a great run defense for Tampa Bay versus a team that has liked to run the ball quite a bit. So yep. basically if, if Washington wants to stay in this, they're going to have to throw the ball and there's it just, I, I am, I'm not going to get back in this boat again with the football team throwing the ball against a better defense. I, I did it versus a bad defense in Green Bay, and they moved nicely. But, again, Green Bay was not the kind of team that could stop the run like Tampa. So, yeah. um, no, no Can't thanks. Can't get involved in the Bucks either because the yeah. Bucks coming off of a bye, a huge favorite yeah. on the road. No, thanks. Not interested. Also, Chris Godwin looks like he may miss. Certainly, Antonio Brown's going to miss. Gronk yeah. may be back. Who the hell knows? But, yeah, I'm gonna. this is a this is a collect some data on the state of Tampa and what, was, what would otherwise be a, a low spot on their schedule. Let's yeah, a bit, bit of a sleepy spot for him on the road, but still mismatches all over the board. That's why you have a double-digit road favorite. So That's on to it. the next. Oof. Um, people people are kind of touting this as like the Detroit's the Detroit spot. And now you you're you're you know, we talked about missing receivers for Tampa. We're starting to rack up some missing receivers for Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh looked pretty bad in the second half. Obviously, TJ Watt. I don't think he's like an award-winning defensive player, but he's a very good defensive player. He looked good against uh, a team, uh, the most sacked quarterback in the league. I mean, that's and he's a guy who didn't start the first couple of games. So, or how much? How much did Dalton play? But one and a half, two and a half games. I'd have to go back and look to really remember. But this is a this is a squirrely team who has been in some games. They almost beat the Ravens. They almost beat the Minnesota Vikings. They had a shitload of uh, stress put on 49ers Packers in week one. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not a team completely devoid of effort. It is devoid of talent at a lot of spots. And they are traveling to Pittsburgh to play a team in Pittsburgh who is five and three somehow. Oh my God. I don't know. I don't know what I think of Pittsburgh right now. This is exactly on... what we said in the preseason, though, is yep. that they're going to be in the mix halfway through and the bottom's going to fall out. And that's still going to happen, but I don't know that it's going to happen this week against the Lions in the wet weather with Goff and his tiny baby hands. So, baby hands. yeah, his little baby hands are going to have a tough time in this spot. So this was an easy pass, uh, although I get why people are looking for the dog in this spot. Like, this is this is kind of the last stand if you're – 
you know, if you're Dan Campbell trying to rah-rah your way through this locker room, right? Like you're getting these guys up for this game. They're rested. You've spent two weeks putting every freaking wrinkle in the damn playbook. On they field, did that you know. game already, though. They did it against the Rams. You know, yeah, well, you, got, you, you got more now. Yeah. These are the rest of the wrinkles. Um, so you know, this all is the, the one you leave it all. You know, you you really get your team up. And I, I think if they don't get this win, if they don't stay competitive in this one, even if they like lose but cover next week against the Cleveland Browns is gonna be a, a bloodbath because they are really running out of steam here and I don't know how you continue to get this team up when things are going as poorly as they are so far for the lines let's move on Minnesota at LAC uh interesting game I played the Chargers at two and a half I played the over at 51 I don't neither number is available sorry um you know, if you're coming to the party late, I can tell you why I backed those two sides. But. I still would play this over. I played um, – this is one – so, God, what, what's uh, what's our guy's name out in Washington, D.C.? I did the uh, podcast uh, with Josh. Josh Elliott. Josh, yeah, Josh. I'm Josh. Gonna, I feel bad not knowing his last name now, but I'm yeah. looking it up because yeah. I was on the other day. And Josh Rosenthal Excuse Elliott. Me. That's not Excuse me. close. Excuse I knew me. it was a cooler name than Elliott. Yeah. Sorry, all Sorry. the Elliots out there, but Josh Sorry Rosenthal. Josh I, I was doing a little prep a little earlier because I had to do uh, do his show on like Tuesday morning, honestly, and I wasn't quite ready. And the more I dug into this one, I spent more time on this than I would have liked. I'm like, how am I not just pounding this over? I played this at 51 and a half, little 52. I'd play this up to 53. I don't care. This is this is a gross mismatch for both defenses. You've seen the – I don't know if Minnesota hasn't looked good against a decent pass. I mean, they gave up 30 against Arizona at least. It was 33 maybe. I'm not sure where that one landed. But mm-hmm. Minnesota's secondary is rough. The Chargers have the weapons in the passing game to get this done. I don't think we saw the best of the Chargers last time out there against uh, – they, they covered, I guess. They covered the two and a half. But that game was dicier than it probably should be. And Minnesota can't uh, – you know, Minnesota can't stop that kind of pass rush – or, excuse me, passing game. And the Chargers um, – what other teams have gone into the game versus the Chargers saying, like, we need to run more because their their run defense is so bad. Minnesota doesn't need like their arm twisted to do that, you know. Even I, I don't want to get into the whole conversation about Delvin Cook, but just based on the fact that it's a civil suit and what the league said today that they're just going to wait and see. I really, really, really could probably say with some certainty that unless something wild happens, Delvin Cook plays. If he doesn't, Madison is a very apt backup. He gets touches anyway. So Minnesota probably runs all over this defense. The Chargers come back and score even faster. You have a better coach. Zimmer probably on the hot seat here. That's a that's a dangerous team to – I don't want to see your bet as bad, but uh, I'm saying it's it's a dangerous team to back or bet against sometimes. Um, and a, a coach that's absolutely backed into a corner and knows he's probably facing a pink slip here soon. I don't think it's going to matter just because the Chargers are a lot better, especially on our offensive side. But uh, Minnesota will get theirs offensively, and especially if they if it ends up in a game state like we think we see with the Chargers leading, Minnesota is very dangerous when they're down. 
I'd love to see Minnesota down like three scores the whole game because that's the best kind of offense they have. So yep. I played the over here. I like that quite a bit. And okay. um, I guess you're probably a lot of similar reasons. What's your case for the Chargers? Well, I played the over and it went, the market came with me. But then that news blurb came across that 29 guys were close contacts with the dude who's in the hospital, who's a backup uh, offensive lineman and special teams guy. And I thought to myself, well, there's going to be more. Uh, and it's, you know, it's indoors. It's Delta zipping around your, your hood in Minnesota. And, uh, uh, you know, there likely will be at least a distraction in terms of preparation and what they're doing to get ready for this game, if not an yeah. outright, uh, you know, mass absence here, mass COVID hopefully, absence. Hopefully it's, hopefully it's the defense. Hopefully it's the defense. Well, here's the other thing. Who cares if they're out you know, with their missing players? And in fact, I actually, I kind of actually. It's not a big downgrade. <laughs> it's not a big downgrade. And I'm, I, 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 that might end up backfiring on me ultimately if they bring a bunch of replacement level players in for defense because part of my angle on both of these plays chargers and the minnesota and the and chargers side and, and total over is minnesota was on the field for 100 snaps against the ravens on the road in in baltimore they and they got run run on they got run a lot of big run, hits a lot of very physical game a lot of big hits they fly back to Minnesota. Now they fly out to LA. Two weeks in a row of travel. Uh, on top of the fact that they had all of those um, physical plays, this is a problem in terms of going up against this Chargers team. Chargers are going to get it done however they feel like it in this contest. And on top of that, the Chargers have an amazing offense. Uh, they scored what, 27 against the Eagles, and they left mm -hmm. seven points on the goal. You know, on the goal line, and they, they missed. A field goal too or missed extra points there was there the chargers should have gotten into the 30s there that's true um, anyone who can make drew lock look good is pretty rough that's interesting yeah it's fair um so yeah so, i agree yeah. i agree with you there and especially yeah if you like the chargers the covid news probably i i, I know you kind of tried to spin it that way but it's a negative like it's a negative yeah, yeah surely sure. Sure, surely so, almost surely speaking um, of a negative yeah carolina's bad <laughs> Bite your tongue. Sam Darnold days are over, buddy. He is on the IR for four weeks. It is PJ Walker time. PJ Walker is going to unlock the magical season that was meant to be for DJ Moore. He may even use Robbie Anderson, finally. Christian McCaffrey's back. Carolina is missing their center. That sucks. I get that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, PJ Walker is mobile. Uh, he can move. He can. He can bootleg. You can get him out of the pocket. You can game plan. Uh, I think Carolina here to score some points to stay in this game, at least more in this game than the current ten and a half, eleven point market would tell you. Um, I think PJ Walker is an upgrade over what we've seen from Darnold, particularly over these last four weeks. And I think realistically, the Cardinals are still at the top of their range and are a decent sell high. Now. What we saw from Colt McCoy last week, if Colt McCoy plays, is not sustainable in terms of EPA per play, in terms of just general competency at quarterback. He'll have some bad moments uh, as he if he continues to get the start. If he doesn't, if this is Kyler Murray and they thrust him back out there, he's still going to be dealing with a limited set of skill position players because of injury and yep. uh, likely not putting himself in harm's way in terms of running the ball. And he's going up against a stout defense. I had kind of thrown shade at the Panthers' defense because of their uh, quality of opponents all season, but it's actually kind of turning into a decent – um, you know, 
decent little unit there. And I think realistically, this is uh, this is going to be a low scoring ish affair and Cardinals are going to have are not going to be able to just run away and hide. And I think getting over an 11 point spread or I actually played the 10. I don't know where 11 is. Is 11 really up at win right now? Yeah, it's going. It is, huh? We've seen Cardinals steam. A lot of these big numbers we've seen Cardinals steam. That's well, like, ten. At, it's ten in a lot of places. Ten where I played it. So I mean, ten and eleven um, isn't a big. It's not like that. Crossing the all important push, ten and a half. A little bit of push. I mean, the push, grab, the push a little bit push prob on ten. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't mind having a ten and a half in my pocket, but that's fine. Uh, either way, I think that's going to be tough for the Cardinals to win by more than two scores in this contest against the Panthers team. That's probably going to be frisky. At least there's not really a lot of tape on PJ Walker, so he's a little bit of an unknown commodity. I think this is going to be a closer game than the market makes. I don't think the Panthers ultimately get the win. I wouldn't be worried about playing the Cardinals no. in Survivor if you happen to be one of the lucky few who is still alive. But I do think uh, I think this do is competitive. Think, do you think – I mean, what, how many points do you think the Panthers get here? 17, maybe more than 17? That's probably right. 17. That's their team total. Yeah, that's probably right. I think yeah. – I realistically, though, I think Arizona is not getting to 27. Well then, why uh, why don't you like this under? It is under twenty seven and a half. Ah oh, man, I've seen too many times uh, this Arizona team keep their foot on the gas though if, in a game. That's why I'm scared of both of these. But I do agree. I, I think Arizona is kind of a, it's a they're they're at the peak of their market. They're yep. dealing with injuries. Like it's a it's for certainly a Panthers are pass. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you think uh, you have any any stomach for? Cardinals team total under secret pop play under 27 27 and a half I'm looking at 27 and a half at uh bet online right now Flat. sure <clears throat> sure uh, we'll just put it in the queue think about it put, put it in um, the queue. Seattle Green Bay um right. can I go first here you you nail this one Russell Wilson's back absolutely Seattle likes to run though Green Bay anybody hang out with us Sunday Green Bay doesn't. Oh yeah, I we played bet that. This? Yeah, I already bet that's this. Six. Um, that's yeah, at six. That was ludicrous. Um, Green Bay has a defense that is missing pass rushers. It has a defense that plays very very light box in general. They invite you to run. Um, so on top of having now a capable quarterback back in Russell Wilson, I think what they want to do in terms of minus EV running probably works in this game. Um, big time injuries across the board for this Packers team right now defensively. And then, um, you know, you may ask, well, what about the fact that Aaron Rodgers is probably due back? He might come back. Is That's he? possible. If that happens, it'll be Saturday night and we won't know until Saturday. Um, I think there is a way to... I mean, I have a stomach for an under in this game generally. I was just going to say, despite the defensive injuries, the yeah. fact that Seattle will probably run because they like to do that anyway, yeah. and they're probably going to ease Russell back into the game. And if it's the Seattle running game versus Jordan Love, how does this get to 40? Yeah, that's my thought too. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm and, glad. I'm glad. So I, I you know, we, we bet the six on Sunday at lower limits, but like the the under is the under is very enticing in this. And if Aaron Rodgers plays, where does this where does this go? Yeah, right. Fifty four. <laughs> yeah. Realistically, this will be. So 54. I'm 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 
worrying about taking this right now. I don't think this is going to fall off the face of the earth, but I'm waiting. But I'm I have the my finger on the trigger for this. When under. do you think we will know one way or the other if Rogers is taking the field? I'm gonna I'm gonna say probably tomorrow. There there has to be some news about like what kind of protocol he's going through as far as hitting the you know the proper amount of negative tests. Can he just tell us he's on McAfee like every day, just making you know, like just let us like are you are you are you gonna be able to play or not? I don't know. We'll we'll uh, obviously try to stay on top of that. But if he's out, I'm going to hit hit this under. And if he's in, I'm gonna wait for the total to go up and hit this under. Yeah, that was what I was really getting at, honestly, because yeah. that's why I want, what I wanted to know is like, do you think there will be a moment where he is assumed in? Like, oh, he's. Yeah, he's, he's, what uh, if he, oh, I'd love that if he was assumed in and we could he, get like under 52, 53. Like that doesn't, that doesn't feel impossible. Yeah. And why, why even tell us if you're the, this might be, I don't bet a lot on Sunday mornings, but this might be a Sunday morning bet. And yeah. then uh, Josh here, he goes through training and final testing Saturday. So I guess I'm never cheering for the virus, but. Any chance that there is a unpublicized shadow suspension and he doesn't play this game, but it's because the commissioner said you're not playing. He would he'd tell us. Like that's the thing they can't do that. He's still Well, isn't it more embarrassing one. if he gets like publicly suspended? Like don't you think he wants to do a little brand? He's do, he's been doing the brand I know, uh, but I think he's been doing the that, brand thing. He'd call Rogers out. He'd, he'd call Roger out. Like they can't do that to him. He's a wild card right now. Loose cannon. And they did find the team. Yeah, they find they find Rogers like sixteen thousand, which is hilarious. That'll, like, that'll that sucks it. for that sucks for us. Like if I got a sixteen thousand dollar fine, I'd be very upset. But for him, yeah, that's you know, it's like no, oh, I got a I don't know. It's like Wendy's money. Either way, yeah, we're, we're looking at this under. Okay. Okay. Um, God damn it! Not a great betting night for me. I'm frustrated. Don't get frustrated. You know why? It's NBA games tomorrow. There are. There's a lot of games left, actually. Um, Philly, Denver. Philly competitive with the Chargers. Denver very competitive. I still I looked at that game, still can't figure out how they got to 30 so fast. A lot of it was just always having the ball. <laughs> and you know, the, the Dallas offense just offering nothing. And really, the the two late touchdowns for Dallas were very much, very, very garbage timey. Like that game should have been a bigger blowout than the final score showed. Denver's still not good though. Like that's uh, it was a nice win for them. It just I don't know if I can get behind this team as a playoff team. And this is a this is a game I don't have a good grip on. I don't know what were uh, what were your numbers here. I'm looking at when I make this one. I'm. I'm wanting to take uh, the dog here. I'd probably yes. play Eagles straight up. If I were betting this, I'd bet Eagles straight up. I know we saw some nice things from the Broncos defense, and this is a worse offense than the Cowboys offered, but also, I don't know, my numbers are what they are, and I think that's probably uh, inflating the market a little on the Broncos. Yeah, one of the... I mean, there were there were three fraudulent defensive performances last week that the market reacted in th- all to all three of them, and I've gone against them in all three senses. Uh, the first was 
The Titans defense being good? No, they're still average. Bet the Saints. The Jaguars defense being good? No, they're still poor. Bet the over. And then this Denver Broncos defense being good? No, they have a very good pass defense. They have some exceptional players in the secondary, but their front seven is still wildly, wildly depleted talent-wise. They played fine in a game against the Broncos, you know, against the Cowboys. And, you know, they they had they were going downhill to a degree. They got a couple of fourth down stops that gave, built a little bit of confidence. Um, but realistically, Philadelphia is going to score on these guys, particularly the way that they can dominate with the running, with the run blocking that they that they bring to the table. Um, you're not going to ask. You're not asking Jalen Hurts to do a ton. Uh, he'll be able to get you know get enough done through the air with the tight ends and some of the uh, scheme that they run that uh, they'll get to 24. And then realistically, Teddy Bridgewater and company should be able to pick apart the Eagles' defense in a lot of the same ways that Justin Herbert just did. Uh, you know, hit them over the middle, hit them often, make them pay for the uh, very basic defense they play, specifically the pass defense. Darius Slay, not 100%, maybe he doesn't play at all. Uh, that's a huge problem. That makes their already suspect pasty that much worse. Uh, I think this game goes over. If I had to take a side, I'm taking Eagles, but uh, some of that is just because I've been brainwashed by the market betting the Eagles every weekend, week out, nonstop, like they're the best team that ever existed. And uh, I just assume it's going to happen again, uh, but uh, I think over is a better angle of attack on what ought to be a good competitive game. This is probably the other leg of my teaser leg. We'll do a Birds teaser leg. Ravens-Eagles, another low total Another team who's just going to stick with teams. I don't know how I exactly feel about the Eagles' defense at times, but it's good enough to keep me in this game. They're going to give up some. They're going to give up some yardage, especially the way Denver runs that offense. Like they have some weapons. It's not going to, you know, wow you with the deep stuff. But uh, yeah, they can crush you over the middle a little. So teaser leg for me, especially a nice low total here. All right, man. Good luck. Um, the pen, the penultimate game of the weekend. Your Sunday night for we haven't done a big word in a while. Yeah. Um, and yeah, somebody brings up Eagles team total over twenty one and a half. I wonder if it's pretty low. If there's Eagles love, it's not going to go the other way. But if if we see love the other way, it might end up at a nice twenty one. I would love that. Um, KC, Las Vegas, at Las Vegas, a team they struggled with last year, despite, again, I said this is another thing I had the other day and just jotting in my notes when I talked to Josh. Um, Pat Mahomes has 2,000 yards passing against Vegas already in his career in six games. It sounds like a lot when you say it, but then you're like, oh, that's like, 325 a game which is still like a lot to average against one team but you know it, it was what we had last year with some good offenses and bad defenses with those teams and hopefully it's a like when you looked at this preseason you're like oh good we'll have a fun little shootout and the total's still in the low 50s but man the casey offense again they put up what 13 last week mm-hmm. it's yeah i mean this is this is not a, and again, I hate, hate, hate the cliche of like teams have a blueprint, like how to beat this team. And, you know, that's uh, that's what we're seeing from all these teams doing with this defense. Now they're just 
taking away the deep stuff with Reek and, you know, making making adjustments to what uh, Kelsey does. But I don't know. This defense impressed us a little at the beginning of the year. Is it is it a defense that can emulate what other teams have been doing? Green Bay doesn't have that good of a defense. And they managed, like, is it really defenses doing this or is Kansas City doing it to themselves? I hate having these conversations every week, but I'm still at a loss. I think some of it is, I think it's a mix. I mean, there clearly is a way to defend Kansas City. It is to play the two high safeties. Um, but I will note that the Las Vegas Raiders don't play that way. And they don't even really have the personnel to do that if they decided they wanted to change and play that way. And so I doubt that they will. So I think this may be like a very welcome reprieve where Pat Mahomes is like, oh, cool. Yeah, I remember how this how to beat defenses this way. Uh, on top of that, I think a lot of the struggles they've had have been born out of Kelsey's loss of step. Tyreek Hill's been injured. He hasn't been able to get separation over the top. Don't have a good um, third receiver. You don't running have a good third receiver. Trash. A lot of drops, a lot of miscommunications with the third receivers. The running game has been stuck in mud. Um, all of that is absolutely true. And uh, I think this is a decent spot against the Las Vegas team that they are markedly better than and is it really is, is self-destructing right now. Um, the preseason look ahead here was Kansas City by seven and a half. Last year in this spot, Kansas City closed as seven-point favorites. Uh, I think the market has spoken pretty clearly that there is a meaningful gap between these two teams, and the fact that you only had to lay two and a half with the, with the Chiefs this week is about as good as it gets in terms of a buy low with the Chiefs. Um, in general, when I see the Chiefs under a field goal, my initial thought is, oh, okay, well, let's see, is there a case to be made to bet these guys because that's rare. <laughs> and I think there's a case to be made. I think a lot of the, um, you know, a lot of the, Sky is falling about how bad the Kansas City Chiefs defense is. Still, you know, yes, they were bad. Yes, they made mistakes. Yes, they were sloppy. They were beatable. Um, but they also took the best shot from a lot of really good teams. And that's going to yeah. make you look bad statistically. And the Vegas team is a good offense. And Derek Carr is a good quarterback. Top half of the league. Will not deny this. And when but, you have a really bad yeah. problem in, you know, Sorensen, you worry about that that deep threat ball, and I mean that deep threat ball is sitting in lockup right now. Yeah, I don't think I don't Deshaun think yeah. Jackson I, I mean, can be that, integrated real quick. Yeah, I I don't know that they're going to be able to. You know, obviously, maybe Deshaun Jackson is integratable quicker when it's like go run a one route, buddy. This isn't rocket science. Go deep. So mm -hmm. maybe maybe they'll be able to integrate him and make that work. But I mean, that is a big problem when you should be able to go over the top on this defense and you know rugs obviously. Yeah. Not gonna probably ever play football again, and you're also on the for the Raiders. You're missing Damon Arnett too, who's released by the team. It's been a rough year for the Raiders in non you know football stuff like the, the Chucky stuff. Understatement. <laughs> like I don't. I'm trying to think of a season where a team had more off the field stuff, and I really I don't know if I can do it staying in the league. It has to be like uh, Miami University. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. I can't think of one. Um, yeah, it's been a bad year in Vegas. And uh, um, you can only really rally these guys so many times. And the fact that they played decently well and still lost to the Giants on the road. And now 
All Kansas City has to do to cover two and a half is basically win. I don't know, man. Uh, I don't I will think make this is one, the right yeah. price. I will make one case for them. They have been getting some decent pressure. We didn't think much of this defense. Yes, this that's defensive true. front has been getting pressure without blitzing. Yes, that's true. So I that that would be my only worry. My little devil devil's avocado there is that if you're able to get pressure on Mahomes without you know bringing extra guys and still maintain coverage, then he's probably looking for his third receiver, and that's been a problem all year. If you don't win this game, I think it's it's probably because of that. But I'd agree with you there. So I yeah, if you get a two and a half, it's probably bettable. Like the, the Chiefs, we, we talk about Tennessee, we talked about Arizona, we talked about some of these teams that are at the top, the tippy top of their of their range. Like the Chiefs are on the other end of that. They're getting to the bottom of their range. They held the Packers to seven and didn't cover last week for a lot of the late numbers, you know? Yeah, so Packers are uh, rostered differently. Yeah. No, they that, play, they play, they oh, are no, that's exactly I'm well that, to do that, though. That's what I'm saying, though. Yeah. The, the, the market sentiment has got these guys to the point where, you know, it's it's a decent adjustment off where the number was in the same game last year. And yeah, let's let's go. Let's go to war with these guys. Fuck it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, they just got to win. Win. To use the Al, the Al Davis just win. Just win, baby. Just right. morning win. morning till I join you. The just win, Chiefs. Um I think the Chiefs. I think I don't think this is a Chiefs runaway. I don't think this is a Chiefs blowout. And in fact, if we come on the Monday halftime scope and it was Chiefs by margin, I'm going to be a little crestfallen because I would really like to back the Chiefs next week against Dallas and a couple other more times when they go up against some of these soft pass defenses before they get to the uh, uh, you know before the market really catches up and adjusts them correctly um so chiefs ugly win would be my ideal outcome here if yeah I'm chiefs but four nothing chiefs <laughs> two safeties <laughs> i'm thinking more like uh 2017 kind of thing yeah yeah 10 to 3 but the the 10 are a Defensive oh, no, touchdown. A, fum- a, a, a strip. Ten, a Chris no. Jones. A Chris Jones strip sack return for fumble. A ten to, return touchdown. Ten to six, but the scores are a touchdown, missed extra point, a field goal, and then a one point safety on the Raiders touchdown. Very rare play. I thought if you return the, you can have a one point safety. No, no, no. The re- kick. The um extra point return only gives you one. No, no, no. The. There's a I gotta dig this up. There's a way to score a one point safety on a on a play. I think you'd need to like fumble the ball and they'd have to run it back and then refumble it on an extra point. That, look into this. One point safety exists. It's just hard to do. So either way, let's close with that horse shit. Thanks for watching. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us, guys. Secret pod play. You know what? Let's should we just make it the Eagles? Uh do you like an Eagles over? Or a Cardinals under Titans under or a Cardinals under Titans under is 24. It's juicy. Uh, Cardinals under is 27 and a half. It's flat. Philadelphia over is 21. It's a 
touch juicy. God, we need we needed to do this like five minutes earlier and put a poll up in the in the YouTube. Maybe we'll do that next week. Ooh, we'll keep fun. track and we'll have Dan throw a poll up in the YouTube. Which of those three though do you think should be the fit for official? I'll probably I, I like the Titans one the best. Okay, under twenty four. Yep. Saints defense. Show us how Stepping elite out. you are. Yes. All right. Let's go Thunder. Let's go Pacers. And if you are in the YouTube chat and you've you bet the given Thunder us and the Pacers. Yeah, just play with Noops plays. Oh, I didn't know he played this. He didn't say anything. Pay I guess attention. he did on Brown Bag Bets. Yeah. Thunder looked good. Whole, there's a whole show for that. Thunder um, beating up the Pellies. If you I are in the YouTube chat, back, and there's a God. bunch of you, I can see how many are in the YouTube chat. There's like 50 of you. We haven't hit the thumbs up yet. Please do on the way out. I would love you for it. And good luck this week with all your bets. I hope you guys have a good NFL week. We'll see you tomorrow night at the halftime show. Awesome. And, man. Uh, peace. Excited. Excited love, peace. Love, love, peace, and what? Basketball? I said love, peace, and chicken grease. Oh, I don't chicken remember. I had a buddy. Grease. I had a buddy who used to say that. I don't know why. Love, peace, and chicken grease. Hey, uh, we gotta get Dogmas' report on Guadalajara from the from the event.